This is True Crime Exposed, and I'm your host, Kayla Waters, joined each week by my co-host, Alicia Jenkins. With each case discussion, we hope to give victims a voice back when they no longer have one. And by doing so, we expose the monsters lurking all around us. Welcome back, everyone. I'm glad that you're here. Today, I am re-recording this episode because I actually recorded it with my mom a couple of weeks ago, and she's going to be pissed to find out that I totally wasted her time because I did not record her audio. I don't know what I was thinking, but I only recorded my end of the audio, so that's very confusing because it sounds like I'm talking to no one. So now I am re-recording this, and unfortunately, I am not with my mom, so you only get me, but she will be back with us next episode. Today's case is a very sad one, of course, they all are, but this one highlights just how scary it is for a woman to go out and do anything on her own. Even something she might do daily can turn dangerous when the wrong person is in the area. With that, are you ready for today's case? On the morning of Friday, April 28th, 2023, Lauren Heike woke up ready to spend her day off of work doing the things that she loved most. She picked up her phone and went right to her messages first thing in the morning because she was a part of this group chat that included her friends and her brother. And in this group chat, they would each say something they were grateful for that day, which is adorable and so pure. Lauren expressed her gratitude for being able to wake up go pick up a coffee, and head out on a nature walk as she so often did. She also told friends that later that day, she planned to meet up with her boyfriend, Carlos Anderson. The couple had been dating for only a couple of months, but Carlos was infatuated with Lauren. She was a girl unlike anyone else he had ever met. He was super thankful that she had just made the move out to Arizona five months earlier. Originally, Lauren was born in Silverdale, Washington on November 20th, 1993. So at this time in April of 2023, Lauren was 29 years old. She was born to her parents, Lana and Jeff Heike, and she had an older brother named Ryan. After attending Central Kitsop High School, Lauren became an esthetician working with clients on their skincare. This is my kind of girl. I have a huge passion for skincare as well. And Lauren had a passion for this. So she worked there in Washington where her family roots were. She was doing esthetician work. And then her father, he owns a plumbing and heating business while her mom works in the real estate industry. And although I'm sure Lauren loved Washington, she also wanted to venture out on her own and move away from her home state. 
So by late 2022 or early 2023, Lauren had made her way to sunny Arizona where she enjoyed staying active, hiking, and running trails near her apartment complex. Once she moved to Arizona, she got a job working as a food and beverage assistant at the Troon North Golf Club. So like I said, this was Lauren's day off and she planned to do the things she loved. She picks up a coffee and heads out to walk the Reach 11 trail in the Phoenix, Arizona area. This trail was right up next to where she lived and she walked it all the time. It was also a popular trail that many people would use to walk their dogs, go on jogs, or just enjoy the outdoors. And I do think it is like an unpaved trail. However, it's right there in the heart of the city, like behind neighborhoods, right down the road from the police station. It's very popular. So video surveillance shows Lauren on the trail at 10.52 a.m. on April 28th, 2023. She's walking at a relaxed pace, headed westbound on the trail. So at this time in the day, she was out making her plans happen. But when her boyfriend tries to get a hold of her later that evening, he cannot. They were supposed to meet up, so this is strange. Carlos, he texted Lauren and had asked her if she would be ready soon, but he never hears back. And since she didn't respond, Carlos goes to the gym, but there was just something in the air that did not feel right to him. All night, he waited for a reply from Lauren, but he was met with silence. I also don't think he wanted to like bug her too much or overreact that she wasn't responding because remember, they had only dated for a couple of months at this point. So this is a very fresh relationship. Honestly, he could have thought she was just ignoring him or ghosting him. Like it was that early in the relationship, he almost would have seemed weird to have overreacted that early on, you know, just within a few hours of her not responding. So he waits it out through the night, but the following morning on April 29th, 2023, he knew something was wrong. Lauren's friend Chloe had given him a call and she was trying to get a hold of Lauren. It turns out that Lauren hadn't shown up for work that morning, which was highly unusual. It was so out of character that her friend called the police station reporting that Lauren hadn't shown up and she couldn't get a hold of her friend. And this was very alarming, especially considering the fact that some of her friends and family were able to track a general location of her phone and it showed her still around that trail she had hiked the morning before. It's not long after this call that a 911 call is made to the police from a woman who was walking her dog on the trail that morning. This call comes in around 10.30 a.m. on April 29th, about 24 hours after Lauren was captured on video surveillance walking that trail. The woman reports that she had come across a woman who seemed to be injured. The Phoenix Police Department is dispatched to the scene along with EMS. And upon arrival, paramedics find Lauren Heike's body in the early stages of decomposition, and they pronounce her dead at the scene. 
Now, Lauren was not found right on the trail, and this is why, although it was a popular trail and people were on it even at the time of her attack, she was not found until the next day because Lauren was found back in the vegetation just off of the trail. This is also why that woman, I think, says she found an injured woman. I don't think she got extremely close. That vegetation is separated from the trail by some barbed wire. So I don't think the woman went back into the vegetation. She just saw Lauren laying there and probably didn't want to believe the worst and hoped that this was just a woman injured that could be rescued. But unfortunately, it was Lauren's body after a vicious attack. Her body was found only half a mile from the apartment complex where she lived. And ironically, this location was only one mile from the winding Scottsdale police station. Blood droplets could be seen scattered around where her body was found. And there was a trail of blood droplets both west and south of her location. At the scene, police could see that Lauren had suffered multiple puncture wounds to her back and chest. It also looked as though she was able to escape her attacker and run based on that blood droplet trail. It's likely that her attacker chased her down. Crime scene investigators could also see that this case resulted in Lauren running and going over or through a barbed wire fence that separated the trail from the desert slash vegetation area. Small rips on her clothes could be seen that were created by that barbed wire. Quote, the Phoenix Police Department is built to chase these guys. My team is focused and dedicated and we find them. This was a quote said by Lieutenant James Hester with the Phoenix Police Department in response to finding Lauren's body. The police department seemed determined to find her killer. On April 30th, 2023, a post-mortem exam is done by the Maricopa Medical Examiner who found that Lauren was stabbed 15 times in her back and on her chest. Her deepest wound was three inches. She also had many smaller cuts around her body, and she had defensive wounds on her hands and her forearms. It's a photograph and the descriptions of Lauren's tattoos that are used to identify her body. So Lauren, she was tough. She fought hard for her life. Police believe it's likely she escaped her attacker in the middle of the assault. She ran and then either succumbed to her injuries or her attacker caught up with her. She was so brave and I can't imagine how terrifying those last moments of her life were. Her family takes peace in knowing that Lauren woke up that morning happy, knowing that she was grateful to grab that coffee and go on that walk. Her mom says she was nothing but happy, happy, happy. And that's, I'm glad that they are able to have that comfort. It's such a positive way to look at this. And her family sounds just as strong as she did. So the hunt for Lauren's killer is immediately underway. Of course, they look to her boyfriend and anyone who knew her as a possible suspect but they're all eventually ruled out. 
With the crime scene investigation, police find items of Lauren's scattered along the trail, including a shoe of hers that was found by the barbed wire fence. This shoe and other evidence was sent to the Maricopa Crime Lab for examination. On May 2, 2023, video surveillance is released, showing both a short video and a still image of a suspect they believed could be involved in Lauren's murder. Video surveillance shows a man wearing dark clothing and a backpack who looks to be dark complected and about five foot eight inches to about six feet tall. According to surveillance video, this man was seen following Lauren starting around 68th Street and Princess Road near the trailhead. Now, what I couldn't figure out was if there was video surveillance on this trail specifically, like trail surveillance, or if the video surveillance comes from surrounding homes or cameras in the city. If you live near Arizona, let us know. Well, if you live in Arizona near this trail, let us know. Is there video surveillance specifically for the trail? So, this man, he's shown. He's walking in the direction where Lauren's body is located. He is also seen going out into the vegetation, which is not visible to the cameras. And the video then shows him emerge back onto the trail and he is sprinting away. He's then seen stopping a little while later. He turns around and he starts sprinting back west towards Lauren's body again. He is seen pushing down the barbed wire fence and going over it, back into the area where Lauren was found. So it seems that he killed her, he ran off, and then he returns to her body before leaving for a final time. It did not appear to police that Lauren was sexually assaulted. So on May 3rd, 2023, a press conference is held in Arizona. Lauren's family has traveled in to speak at the conference, and they share more information about the girl who they say their son rose and sat around. It's announced that this video surveillance was released and that they are asking the community for help. That day, the former employer of a man named Zion Teasley reports that the man on the surveillance video is Zion. They claim he is wearing clothing he had stolen from their store, and he was recently fired for not only being suspect of stealing, but also because he was unusually aggressive with his female co-workers. His ex-employer also relays to police that he was known to carry a three-inch pocket knife with him. Remember, Lauren's deepest wound was three inches deep. Police take this tip and they work quickly. It turns out Zion has a long history with the system and he was on probation there in Arizona after just being released from prison about five months earlier. And he was released being deemed a low risk reoffender. So keep in mind here, him, he got out of prison around the same time Lauren moved to Arizona. And within five months, this man murders her. 
22-year-old Zion William Teasley was not a great man. In March of 2019, he had tried to go to the Marines boot camp, but he made it less than a few months before leaving the program. The reasons for his leave are unknown due to a privacy act, but I wonder if it had to do with being inappropriate with female, you know, the females there or just not following the rules. I don't know, but because he had, you know, his job said he was unusually aggressive with females, it makes me wonder if that's why he was not able to finish the program. Um, with the Marines. So between May and July of 2020, Zion was charged with 13 felonies, including five counts of kidnapping, armed robbery, aggressive assault with a deadly weapon, and disorderly conduct. It turns out he would commit these armed robberies and then make the clerks load hundreds of dollars onto Google Play cards. I don't really understand. Um, all of that, like what Google Play cards are or why he would have them load the money onto there or whatever, but he is creating, he's doing all these robberies. Now the kidnapping sounds very alarming with, you know, in line with the fact that he murdered Lauren. However, I do think those kidnapping charges were relating to him holding the clerks there and like making them load this money. So the kidnapping charges are actually dropped and he ultimately takes a plea deal where 10 of his charges are dropped, 10 whole charges. And he pleads guilty to only armed robbery, robbery and disorderly conduct. On June 11th, 2021, Zion is sentenced to three years in prison at the Red Rock Correctional Center. He is released only about a year and a half later, in November of 2022. He was given time served while he awaited trial. And then even with that, I still believe he got somewhat of an early release. And again, he was classified as a medium to low risk to reoffend. However, only months later, he murders a girl innocently out there walking a trail. Zion was living with his mother in Arizona at the time, and his mother worked as a surveillance officer for the judicial branch of Arizona in Maricopa County. But upon the investigation of her son, she has not worked with the police. Things with family members are always complicated, right? Like, I wish that they would work with police. I thought almost maybe she would have been since she worked for Maricopa County. However, I do think a lot of parents want to stay quiet when their kid is in this kind of trouble. They didn't commit the crime. I, you know, she didn't do it. I don't know what kind of mother she was. This is really all I know about her. So I can't say much else about why she is not cooperating with the police. I'm sure she just is trying to be as uninvolved as she can. So it turns out not only was Zion seen on surveillance following Lauren, but his cell phone data evidence also placed him in the area and lined up with that video surveillance footage. Plus, due to his time in prison, he was already in the CODIS system and DNA found on Lauren's shoe matched Zion Teasley. So they got him and they got him quick. 
By May 4th, less than a week after Lauren was murdered, Zion Teasley was arrested at his home, an apartment complex only one mile from the crime scene. So he lived in an apartment complex very close to the apartment complex that Lauren lived in. These trails ran right behind both of the apartment complexes. When he was arrested, SWAT trucks and undercover vehicles pulled up, they busted his door in, and he's arrested. They also search his home. So Zion is brought back to the station where he is interviewed. He is shown a picture of himself at the trail from the morning that Lauren is murdered. And he admits that it is him before saying, never mind, actually, that's like, that's totally not me. He admitted to walking those trails often, but he wouldn't give specific routes that he would take, only saying he never took the same route twice. Now, he is also shown a photo of Lauren, and he's like, yeah, I recognize her from the news, but that's all, like, I've just seen her on the news. And then he tells the police that he wanted to look like her. This is a very odd statement, and maybe a motive for the murder if it turns out that Lauren was really not sexually assaulted. Maybe he had this jealousy. Um, a very odd thing to say when the police ask you about a murder victim and you're like, yeah, I recognize them from the news. I really want to look like them. So the reason I think it could be a jealousy thing is that Zion goes on to start talking about his life as a Christian and how he has always struggled with his sexuality and he's worried about his salvation, which he should be worried about his salvation, but not because of his sexuality, um, definitely because he just murdered someone. So just a very weird, like very weird statement those two in conjunction with each other. So Zion, he also stated, quote, there's no freaking way I'm here for a sex crime. I haven't been with anyone for a long time. Now that quote also makes me wonder, did like, were they questioning him on if Lauren was sexually assaulted? That those details really have yet to come out. Now, although Zion claimed to recognize Lauren from the news, he could not admit in this interview that she had been murdered. Like he was struggling to accept that she had been murdered. Like he wouldn't agree with the police. Like, yeah, she was murdered. That's so sad. He wouldn't say that she was murdered. He also goes on to say that he's not the kind of person who plans to kill another person. And if he did something like that, it definitely wouldn't be premeditated. But the DNA, the video, and the cell phone data tied Zion to the crime. This was a quick arrest. And in May of 2023, the police issue a statement, quote, this was truly an all hands on deck effort. I want to thank Lauren's family for having the courage to come forward and tell Lauren's story. It resulted in numerous tips that we wouldn't have gotten without their help and bravery. So the grand jury, they did hound down an indictment for a murder charge and the Maricopa County Attorney's Office will be handling the case. 
the state has stated that they will be seeking the death penalty, and the family supports this. So Arizona is one of the states that still has the death penalty. I know Idaho's another one here where I'm at. Honestly, I don't even know what other states do still have the death penalty. But in cases like this, uh, although the death penalty is a very gray area and probably shouldn't be a thing, I do think in cases like this, I'm like, yeah, you seek that death penalty. I hope he gets it. So Zion, he was not able to get bond due to his probation violations and the fact that he already had a plane ticket purchased to Detroit, which he claimed was because his aunt died, but that's yet to be proved. He was originally held on a $1 million bond, but like I said, probation violations and the fact that he literally reoffended and he was just in prison like five months earlier made it so he did not receive any bonds ultimately. So at this time, they expected his trial to begin in January of 2024. But um, here we are, we have passed January 2024, or we're at the very end of it. And he has not been to trial yet. So it's anticipated for the future. Just like with last week's case and Chris Tapp's case before that, this is a case I'm going to have to keep you updated on. I will follow this trial. I will make sure that at the end of it all, I will update this episode and let you all know if Zion Teasley receives the death penalty. I did not mean to make the last three episodes current cases that just happened in 2023 and aren't complete yet. They were just three cases I was drawn to. This one I had no idea was so recent until I started getting into it. So it just kind of happened that way. But like I said, I will keep you all updated on these cases once they come to a conclusion, a full conclusion that trial is said and done, we will do updates. And that is the murder of Lauren Heike, a gorgeous, amazing, loving, and loved girl who did not deserve to just go about her day that morning and have it end this way. It is absolutely tragic that you can't really even feel safe going out by yourself. This is why I'm always stuck inside my home. I cannot get cases like this out of my mind and my heart is with Lauren's family. Thanks for listening. I'm your host, Kayla Waters. I research, write, host, and edit this podcast. My co-host is Alicia Jenkins. Our palate cleanser is given by Charlie Waters, and all our music was created by Jaden Schultz, who you can find on Instagram at InPajamasMusic. Please make sure to find us on Instagram at TrueCrimeXPod, on TikTok at TrueCrimeExposedPodcast, and on Facebook under Kayla Waters. Hi, I'm Charlie Waters. Today we're going to be talking about pickles. I love pickles. Did you know mason jars were invented for pickling things? Have you ever heard anyone say, I'm in a pickle? That term was created by William Shakespeare. Did you know you can drink pickle juice for better athletic performance? And that's it on pickles. Ah, how well.
I love bakers. Bye the day. Bye bye. Have a great day. If you visit pomc.org, you're going to find the National Organization of Parents of Murdered Children. This is an organization for the families and friends of those who have died by violence. On their website, you can find resources and you can also figure out how to donate. They host events and national conferences, and they're a really great organization to get involved with. I highly encourage you to visit their website and see how you can get involved. That's pomc.org.